Welcome to the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions, a leading source for interprofessional collaboration to improve health. Useful insights about publishing in this organization's Journal of Allied Health can be found in a top podcast series featuring episodes narrated by its editor, Dr. Thomas Elwood. Listeners not only will obtain valuable information about transformational developments in the wider world of journal publications, but also views on peer review and reasons why manuscripts either are accepted or rejected. So listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to a series of podcasts based on editorials that were published between 2008 and 2020 in the Journal of Allied Health. These items are a companion piece to a book in both print and ebook formats that is entitled From Fish to Philosopher. The editorials represent an effort to convey how the journal continues to evolve from one quarterly issue to the next by reflecting changing sets of circumstances during that time period. The intended audience consists of prospective authors who consider submitting manuscripts to the Journal of Allied Health. They will have an opportunity to learn about some inner workings of this publication. A second group comprises readers and listeners with a broad interest in the universe of professional periodicals who may benefit by learning more about various topics such as open access, impact factors, gender-related issues, predatory journals, and replicability. Episode 23, Winter 2014 Issue. Published research in all its glory, a lack thereof. A 24-hour news cycle every day of the year feeds the general public's voracious appetite for information that never quite seems to achieve a satisfactory level of satiety. This proposition would appear to be particularly true for anything that pertains to the prevention and cure of disease. One type of investigation often highlighted in the media is known as an observational study, a species that precludes the possibility of drawing conclusions between cause and effect. Association between variables is not the same as causation. For example, a study may report that individuals who watch a certain volume of zombie movies each month also tend to undergo a steady loss of cranial hair. What fails to be taken into account is that other factors, such as family history and diet, may represent even stronger forms of association, but these variables go unmeasured. Another obstacle is directionality. While it may appear that watching movies can result in hair loss, it might be equally true that individuals who are follicular-challenged may be more inclined to watch zombie movies. The only way to know for certain what transpires is to employ a stronger research design, such as a randomized, controlled trial. News reporters should not be let off the hook completely for producing and disseminating news that may be inaccurate, but they might be granted a certain amount of leeway given that they are not trained researchers and typically are forced to operate under tight deadlines to beat the competition with exciting stories. What might be said of investigators who generated study findings in the first place? Research volume proceeds at an astounding pace. The publishing industry accounted for more than 15 million individuals who served as authors of more than 25 million scientific papers in 1996 to 2011 alone. 
For example, when Lars Bjorn Schauge founded a website to index open access journals in 2003, just 300 titles made the list. But over the next decade, the open access publishing market exploded, and Bjorn Schauger's directory of open access journals, DOAJ, did so likewise. Currently, the DOAJ comprises almost 10,000 journals. Its main problem is not finding new publications to include, but keeping out less reputable entities. Following criticism of its quality control checks, Website personnel are requesting editors of all journals in its directory to reapply on the basis of stricter criteria. A hope is that the move will weed out predatory journals, those that profess to publish research openly, often charging fees, but that are either outright scams or do not provide services a scientist would expect, such as a minimal standard of peer review or permanent archiving. One assertion holds that many published research findings are false or exaggerated, and that an estimated 85% of research resources are wasted. This point of view maintains that to make more published research true, practices that have improved credibility and efficiency in specific fields may be transplanted to others which would benefit from them. Possibilities include the adoption of large-scale collaborative research, replication culture, registration, sharing, reproducibility practices, better statistical methods, standardization of definitions and analyses, more appropriate, usually more stringent, statistical thresholds, and improvement in study design standards, peer review reporting, and dissemination of research, and training of the scientific workforce. The notion of publication bias also is relevant. According to one report, such bias occurs when publication of study results is based on the direction or significance of the findings. A pernicious form of publication bias is the greater likelihood of statistically significant results being published than statistically insignificant results holding fixed research quality. Selective reporting of scientific findings is often referred to as the file drawer problem. Such a selection process increases the likelihood that published results reflect type 1 errors rather than true population parameters, biasing effect sizes upwards. Further, it constrains efforts to assess the state of knowledge in a field or on a particular topic because no results are largely unobservable to the scholarly community. Why do some researchers choose not to write up no results? Some authors reported that they abandoned an endeavor because they believed that no results have no publication potential, even if they found the results interesting. A concern is that a bias against null studies could lead to new research being undertaken that previously has been found to be ineffective. A proposed remedy that ignites some controversy is to place all study designs and data into public registries. Per scientiam ad sapientiam, through knowledge to wisdom, is a motto worth considering on the road to enlightenment. As the aforementioned comments suggest, however, the path may be strewn with impediments, which deserve close scrutiny when attempting to digest the contents of published research. This editorial has four references. First, the lead article is Boyack, B-O-Y-A-C-K, 
a list of highly influential biomedical researches, 1996 to 2011. It appeared in the European Journal of Clinical Investigation, Volume 43, Number 12, December 2013. It's on pages 1339 to 1365. Second, Van Noorden, V-A-N-N-O-O-R-D-E-N. Open access website gets tough. It appeared in the journal Nature, Volume 512, Number 7512, on August 7, 2014. And that's on page 17. Third, Ianadis, I-O-A-N-N-A-D-I-S. How to make more published research true. It appeared in PLOS Medicine, Volume 11, Number 10, October 21st, 2014. And it's six pages long. Fourth, the lead Author is Franco, F-R-A-N-C-O. Publication Bias in the Social Sciences, Unlocking the File Drawer. It appeared in Science, Volume 345, Number 6203, on September 19, 2014, and it's on pages 1502 to 1505. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions at ASAHP.org.